I love how the title is coming to America. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, not like coming to America to, to America it's too. coming to America. That trailer looks so bomb, Khalil. It looks so good. It looks so good. And I'm not going to front. No, no, I'm, I'm, I've had, I've, I've expected it to be good because there was a time, there was a time around this time, like last year when they announced it and they even announced that it was going to be on Amazon. And I think I might've even said on the show and I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. hope that it's not going to be one of these reboots. But Eddie is really selective. Now that he's coming back, it used to be a time when Eddie would just bang him out, bang him out, bang him out, mm-hmm. bang him out. But now he knows he's on his legend status, and he's he seems like he's very selective, and he's going to put the time and the focus and the effort into the script and make sure it's done right and it looks well. Um, it looks great. It looks great. That, that It's theirs to lose at this point. That thing looks great. I think everybody's a little bit confused as to why but in the barbershop is still alive because still it's- alive but i'll suspend <laughs> the disbelief i will suspend the disbelief it's really been like 40 years they should be under the grave by now right right but i also enjoy the fact that they brought them all back we couldn't you couldn't have coming to america without them if they would have tried to replace them with like younger versions of themselves it would have looked like hacky like no just do it. I think I James Earl Jones is dead in this one. I think he's like alive for like a little bit. And then he passes. And he passes and he says something about like, you know, oh, it's the heir to your throne or whatever. Like kind of like how Shrek 3 was. Have you ever seen Shrek 3 when um when, when the king had, no, Shrek 2 or 3, when the king had yeah. died or whatever. It's kind of one of those. Like they died in the beginning and then they explain or whatever. Either way, the trailer looks funny. Wesley, Wesley Snipes and Tiana Taylor are in it. <laughs> Wesley looks, I don't know. The makeup makes him look some, looked bald. Yeah, maybe. You said bald? And bald. I'm gonna, I'm not they gave him funeral makeup. With a um, but and a half they gave him funeral makeup. Oh, right. Uh, but hey, but it's still, just a joke. It works. <laughs> he looks like he's some kind of warlord or something. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and so, I, but I don't know if he is. So I don't know. I don't even let me comment pretty early. But uh, all I know is when Eddie works with Wesley, that shit is funny too. Dolomite Wesley was hilarious. Oh my goodness, he was. He was. Yeah. He was. So I'm excited. I, Everything looks funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy and- Sherry Headley is back too as Lisa. Like I'm so glad the last time I Looking saw her the was same the way she wife. looks. Yeah, right, right. Right, exactly. Um I, I didn't I, see Madge Sinclair as the queen. I didn't see her back yet. Right. So I, that's what I'm saying. I only saw so I think like they're either like they either died or something. Mm-hmm. Um I know John Amos is back. So that's amazing. We got Leslie Jones in here. We got no, Jermaine. Madge Sinclair ain't dead. She's still alive. Hold we on. have we have Jermaine Fowler. I don't know if you guys know about Jermaine Fowler, but if you ever seen Sorry to Bother You, um, he's in that um, alongside Lakeith Stanfield. I forgot what other movie that he played in. <gasps> she um, died. Madge Sinclair did die. Oh, she died. Well. She died in 1995. Oh, uh, why is that? Oh, I'm so sad. So that's what I'm saying. So it has yeah. to, you know, play into that. But anyways, uh, Jermaine Fowler is going to be in it, and I think his character is funny. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Kiki Lane is going to be mm. playing, I believe, um, Akeem's daughter or something. So she's going to be in there. Um, I'm just really looking. I'm really looking forward to them explaining the storyline of how and when he had time to have a, uh, another kid. Because the mm-hmm. only thing I can think of is that night in the club. When they went out, when him and and, and um, Simi went out to the club and started and met all those different girls, mm-hmm. but that same night they left the club and they went to the Black Awareness rally because they couldn't. They they went home and then they saw the guys from the barbershop and went out, mm-hmm. which always made me think like, Dag, what time was this Black Awareness rally? Like at like Later four night. or five? It was early. It was like four or five because then they went out to the club after. Ah, uh-huh. ah, uh, you're right. And we also see that he did bring his character back um, for the Black Awareness Rally. Like, he just was, like, taking <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I think it comes Reggie out. Watts. It comes out March 5th, 2021. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited mark. that it's, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope they have a renting option. Because, I think it's, hello? <laughs> oh. oh. I 
that juke. I might. Yeah. I mean, I have Prime, but I'm just saying, like, we gotta buy it. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say no. I was gonna right. say I give you a slot on the Prime. No, I got. Already... I have. I have the Prime because I already know what's going on for 2021 in these streaming nah. services and things like that. So I'm it's, up on. Yeah, it. you about to up on it. It's, I'm it's, up uh, on it. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh uh it's just I think it's gonna be just like Borat. Like Borat was a was two was ex- an exclusive Amazon Prime mm. movie. Got it. So yeah, I'm excited. March 5th, we're gonna talk about it again. When that time comes, we're not going to, you know, probably say any spoilers. But, I mean, I'm going to give y'all a week, a whole week. Yes. And that's it. Akeem! They brought back Paul Bates. They did. She exactly. Exactly. Queen. I can't wait. Well, I'm just excited. Oha! Prepare the royal baggage. Mm-hmm. Nah, Let's start perhaps. the show. I've been, I've been working all night. Now I need to hear you call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Poppin', poppin' on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been going all day and now I need it. Welcome back to another episode of the On The Way Podcast where we give it to you straight. In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way. I'm Khalil. And I'm Sylvie. And this is the On The Way Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on your way to daddy daycare because, ah, my Lord. You can listen to this. No, I don't have no kids on the way. That's not what that means. (laughs) That is not what that means. You can listen to this podcast while opening up your Christmas Day gifts. That was nice and wholesome, right? That was nice. That's the nicest one I think I ever heard you give. But you can also pretend to open up some gifts if you don't get nothing. It's all right. (laughs) That's when you get gift of life. Of life. There we go. Either way, anyway, this is (laughs) the On the Way podcast. (laughs) Opening up your eyes like, (laughs) thank you, God, for another day. Thank you, God. That's it. That's all I need, right? That's it. Black Queen, <laughs> Sylvie Jones, how are you? Um, feeling really good, blessed and alive to be here. I did that literally just made me think about like the first year that I didn't really get any gifts, and that someone told me Christmas is for the kids, and it really just like huh? And it was in my adult years. Like I didn't, I got a gift or two, but I didn't really get an you abundance didn't get of no gifts. gifts. And you was wondering why, and they said Christmas is for the kids. Child. That's horrible. And am I? And I was about to say, but I'm a kid. But that was in my twenties, and I was like, I'm not a kid. Oh my god! I was gonna speak on that that same exact statement. I was gonna do it a little later. I, I, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. But I'm gonna put a pin in that. Okay, go ahead. Right. Um. But other than that, I'm feeling really good. Happy to be alive. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone. By the time you hear this, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Kwanzaa, um, or whether it's just a time that you just celebrate life in general um happy holidays to you and i'll be doing the same um just being grateful for anything i still have not wrapped any of my gifts um people are gonna get their gifts in bags aka the kids who the christmas is for they're gonna like i have a whole bunch of shopping bags that i've had like and they're good sturdy ones you ever like have a bag a big ass bag full of bags okay um so i have a big ass bag full of bags and they're not brown, they're not brown paper bag. You know, yeah. I mean, some of them have like the label Nike on them and stuff. So like they're okay. like, yeah, they're like sturdy bags, not like Whole Food bags. All but right, they're that's like, all. Okay. yeah, right, right, like okay. fancy bags. Right, 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 right. But you know, I hoard these bags, and I realize I'm not really going to be using them specifically for certain things unless it's like a moment where I need to carry stuff. Um, and I do not feel like wrapping up gifts, so yeah. they're going to go in the bag. I'm going to staple them shut. So they're still going to get like a a little bit of a mini struggle when it's time to open. I'm like, oh, 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 what'd you get? What'd you get from Auntie Sylvie? And it's like, break Uh. apart. (laughs) Break (laughs) apart the staples and your gifts inside. Watch your hands because of the staples. Okay. How are you, Khalil? God bless. God bless. (laughs) I'm doing great. Doing great. It's Christmas Eve. By the time this comes up, it'll be it's Christmas Eve. 
it really got here. We got through 2020 and we made it to Christmas Eve. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful for everybody who's here, who who made it. Everybody who didn't, this is really the time to, like, you know, reflect and just mm-hmm. be, be thankful for their lives and grateful for, for, for ours and, and for what we still have yet to do. Whew. Uh, you talking about gifts and all like that. I got, uh, I'm going to get into all like that. I'm really just happy about this gift giving season. I really have everything I need. I'm not really looking forward to much. Anything I need, I could get myself, which is great. Exactly. And, and uh, uh, but I'm looking forward to really giving. Got your gifts here now, but the thing is, God bless you. Just gonna have to wait till you gonna have to wait till Monday, Sylvie, because oh, I got okay. one. I got one. One is here. One is here, mm-hmm. and I ordered that one later. I ordered the first one weeks ago, Sylvester. Weeks ago, man. If you didn't do it, it won't be months ago for something that you ordered, child. Weeks ago, so it won't be here till Monday. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's why, it's, and that, and, and you know whose fault that is? That's you, Pete. Yes, so oh no! Oh, don't even blame the UPS. No, no, no! It's not their fault. All I'm saying is not their fault. No, it's not their fault. All I'm saying is, Bezos, I ordered the other gift on the weekend, Sylvie. It got here already, Sylvie. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is, it's yeah. I know we're not supposed to like the Bezos, but they got to step it up if they're competing with that. That's all. I'm we'll saying. see. Uh, I watched a whole bunch of Christmas movies so far. So far on my list, have you watched any so far? Um. No, this weekend I did not get a chance to watch any Christmas things. Usually on Christmas I watch a Christmas story, so I'll do that like at least once. I've really been trying to get into this mindset. I really used to like to like to like really I used to be really last minute about it. Even like as a teenager, I would get all my Christmas movies and try to watch them all on Christmas Eve and be tired and be like, This is work. Why am I doing this to it myself? Is. And so I just really got into the mindset this year in the past couple of years of starting like really at the, I tell you, by September, I'd be saying Merry Christmas. But like, start watching Christmas movies at least by like mid-November or something like that, because it's so it's so much, and then it builds up. The, we build up this whole thing for the holiday, and then it's gone by Christmas. There we go. Um, so I just, I watched Love Actually, A Christmas Carol in Harlem. Watch that stream it for you at cthnyc.org. Uh, the Grinch, Elf, Charlie Brown Christmas. Never really watched that. I started Home Alone, The Santa Claus. Uh, today, tomorrow, Christmas Eve. Today, I'll definitely be finishing Friday. I'm gonna defar- and finish Friday after next, and Bad Santa. I've got to see Bad Santa. Christmas like, classic. Friday after next. The Grinch watch one. Me. You watched the cartoon one or Jim Carrey, or Jim the so I've which one? I've seen the cartoon one. I've seen the cartoon one. It's good, but I'm just a. I was ten when the Jim Carrey one came out. It's just. I was even over cartoon kind of movies mm. when I was ten, and I saw that one in in in. <laughs> And, Jim Carrey played his, his ass off in oh, The Grinch. The Grinch, right. Um, got Very good that. story. I uh, saw that on Netflix. Also saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. So I've heard so many great things. Oh, I have not seen it yet because I just don't want to see Chadwick's last performance. Um, I just love August Wilson. I just love the fact that August is um, is really getting everybody their due, that everybody's going to get their due, and it's going to be through August Wilson. Like, um, the fact that Denzel has decided to produce his whole, he has 10 plays. It's a century cycle. It's 10 plays of a cycle. And the fact that Denzel has decided to produce all of these mm. um, means that, you know, we're about to see some top-tier material for the next coming years. And um, Viola, I, I believe she better, she's going to get her second Oscar, and this time for lead actress. Um, and it'll be the first time since 2002 since Halle Berry that a black woman has done so. Mm-hmm. She was um, talking about her journey and how she had to like gain um, up to 200 pounds for the role. No way. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's not okay. That's not that much. But and then lose it shortly after for another role. Mm-hmm. But I've been hesitant because they put a fat know, they put a fat suit on her and it was like yeah, but they made it, it didn't look like a fat suit. So I guess she had to kind of meet them halfway and gain mm-hmm. some weight or something. Yeah, word. Um, Chadwick Boseman is going to get is Chadwick Boseman is going to get Best Lead Actor Oscar for this. I believe that this is their last chance to give him an Oscar. He's a lead in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. He's definitely he's definitely not a supporting character. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but the whole story is really about his character, and he's going to be the supporting lead. Got actor. it. And she should get and and Glenn Turman and Coleman Domingo, homeboy from uh, Euphoria, who did mm-hmm. a special with Rue. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna he he needs to get nominated for best supporting. They both do because that was whew, 
Woo! And and George C. Wolf needs to get nominated for best uh, um, um, for best uh, 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 director. And Ruben Santiago Hudson needs to get nominated for best adapted screenplay because that was amazing. Damn, I got to see it now. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, this is their last chance to give Chadwick an Oscar, and if they don't do it for this, then it's like y'all is. Y'all They're gonna slept. do a period because it's Chadwick and because he passed away earlier this year. Yeah. It's gonna happen regardless. I'm almost done with Obama's book. I'm really sad. There's one more chapter, and it's sad. Uh, I don't want it to go. Um, I watched this. Yeah, that's, I'll get into that later next week. God bless once I'm finished. And the two short E40 verses. Listen. I wanted to watch it, but I just couldn't. I really did. But y'all got to know that this is the, um, and, and you know, everybody's different for the holiday times, though. I couldn't watch it because that night I was literally, um, I was literally decorating the tree with my mom. People are home for the holidays. with their Khalil, now you're you trying to make an excuse as to why you wasn't watching the verses. I couldn't. I, we started to watch it. I was like, oh, yo, mom, it's a verses on. You mind if we watch this? She was like, yeah, sure. Let's put, throw it on. Bro. Um, too short. You got on too short. I can't watch that with my mom around, bro. I can't watch that. He said, "Man, he said too short." Uh, all I saw was uh, it was just bitch everywhere. I went to two short songs. He said he got a song called "Call Her a Bitch." Check that knocking a bitch. Take my bitch. Break a bitch. Can I get a bitch? New bitch. All my. Are gone. My all invasion of the flat booty. Uh, you know, it just goes on, so that's kind of hard to watch with the parents around, but especially your mom. But God bless, and I I hope it was a great time and black excellence. All right, you ready? Yep, let's get into the weekly playlist. Weekly playlist. Weekly playlist. It's the weekly playlist, baby. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at On The Way Weekly, where we release it every week. This week we've got December Baby by JoJo. Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special, the soundtrack by Mariah Carey. A Jaguar Christmas through the orchestral arrangements by Victoria Monet and A Tori Kelly Christmas by R. Kelly. And Yo! Tori <laughs> Like I'd be like, I feel like niggas like it to be dumb for me to say bye. Like who I wonder who would bye. And A Tori Kelly Christmas by Tori Kelly. This week, I had the Vermont native JoJo with her holiday project titled December Baby. Signed to Warner Records, it's the fifth studio album from our girl, and of course, she did not disappoint. We reviewed her album, Good to Know, that released earlier this year in May during our quarantine days, and I was glad to have JoJo back again. Um, I mentioned before that her vocals did not change from when she was a teenager, and she still sings down. Um, I sometimes tap they into. Got, they, they got, they've gotten, gotten better. better. Yeah. I sometimes tap into her Instagram live when she is like singing, and I'm like, "Wow, you be killing it." Um, I she released December Baby in October, but of course we had to save it for our holiday show. Um, and I had a few favorites that were pretty much the whole album. When it comes to Christmas albums, um, I'm all for remakes of songs that I grew up listening to, how you twist it, how you turn it, how you add your own magical magic magic to it. Um and JoJo did the same from the from Noel featuring Jacob Collier, um, which is amazing. Even have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I enjoyed December Baby. I don't know if that's like a real holiday song. Cause I've seen. I think, it, I think she. Oh, I don't know. I, I listened to. I think she made it up. I, I think she made it up, but I've also seen an, another song titled "December Baby."
her little intro interludes of Oh Come All Ye Faithful and Deck the Halls um, was also enjoyable. Wrap Me Up, I, lo- I loved. Uh, Wishlist featuring PJ Morton when they collab. You already know how it is. You know how we feel about PJ. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Silent Night as well. And Coming Home. Um, I felt this album gave me a warm feeling, which is how a Christmas album should be. I feel like they should put you in that mode, but also have you sing up and down. And especially if it's a good lyricist, I love it. Thanks, Jojo. Didn't disappoint. Thanks, Jojo. Uh, this week for my first album, I had Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special, the soundtrack. I watched it, and let me tell you, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with the creativity of television in 2020. Like when everybody's back was against the wall and they had to make stuff work. Um, just the creativity, the, the award shows we saw this year, the way that Mariah really, you know, the, her song goes number one every year. So to really go the every extra mile, single year, th- this was work. Like I would pretty much classify this, this, um, this, this album felt like her first album. It felt like her first uh, Christmas album, that one with all I want, but that album has so many joints on it. And soul joints too, but it felt like the visualization of that album for the most part because um, she there were I listened uh, I listened to the song she and she record she re-recorded a lot of the songs that she did on that first album, and so I listened back to back to those and then these and they really still stood up they stood up <laughs> against each other, um, like that joy to the world her version of joy to the world that nineties version. Mm-hmm. Joy yeah she didn't write that those lyrics but she put it to that beat um and and all i want for christmas is is you like she recorded those and they still stood up to the test of time and similar to all of our christmas albums this week i really feel like she also added new songs too they had the classics but then they also added their new songs to make it theirs to put their stamp on it uh, y'all can joke about her voice as she's getting older if you want to, but mm-hmm. on that Sugar Plum Fairy song, the one that go, I didn't know it was called Sugar Plum Fairy, the one that's like, she's singing it in the in the soprano, the high whistle the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna try, but but like I, like she is killing it the whole time, um, in the whisper voice. But oh Santa. Oh Santa, featuring Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande. So we heard about this was coming out. We heard that they had something that maybe they were going to you know, do something together. Mm-hmm. And then we heard, saw the video and the song came out. I chose not to watch it separate from the special so I could see it in sequence. Oh, that's good. It, was, it came at a really dope time. It was a really feel-good moment. And then... And then I had to explain to, that like this had moment had been building like we this is something we've been waiting for to right. And then when she harmonized, it was a moment with Mar- when, uh, Mariah harmonized with Ariana in that high whisper. That oh, I was really I was really appreciative of Mariah for being like one of the first people to kind of embrace the person who's kind of come underneath them that that resembles them whether they mean to or not. Right. Um and just like say okay, let's do this and not fight it off so hard. And and it, and it was still authentic. I don't think anything less of Mariah or any less of Arius. It was great. And Jay Hud, she really killed that too. Always. Uh Snoop. Then the next song was Snoop as Santa, and um, I think it was Here Comes Santa Claus with Snoop as Santa, and then Jermaine Dupri 
uh, who did the track, when, when I saw him, I was like, oh, this is about to be lit. Because anytime Mariah and Jermaine Come on together, now. whether it's for Christmas or whatever, is dope. And they had Snoop on there. He did the verse, and he was uh, he was dressed as Santa. It was, it was hilarious. I know he was high as hell. It was oh, great. Um, and then I finally, remember her album a couple years ago? It was called Me, I Am Mariah. The elusive Shantus. I, I don't like, remember this, but <laughs> yeah, it was like I said, Mariah, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, elusive Shantus. I finally understood what the word elusive means. Uh, Billy Eichner's in it, and it's a scene where he's like always trying to like find her and make her go where she's supposed to go, but she just does her own thing. He's like, where are you? And she's like, I can't find you. She's like, it's called being elusive, dear. I said, oh, okay, mm. I get it. That's what it means. Um, but the it's Mariah's world. Great. That's pretty much it's how Mariah's it is. world, man. It was a great project. Um, thanks for going the extra mile during this year, during Christmas. You didn't have to, Mariah, but you, but you, it, it paid off. I, I see you. Great work. <laughs> for my second project this week, I reviewed the classical crossover, A Jaguar Christmas, the Orchestral Arrangements EP by Victoria Monet. Oof. Uh, Victor, right? That was a lot. Victor, oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were talking about like me saying the whole title. It was a lot. No, no, that, no. <laughs> I was that project was great. It was. Uh, I've said it a thousand times, and I'll always say Victoria Monet is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite singer and songwriters. This day and age, we reviewed her album, her EP Jaguar, back in August. I still play that till this day because it does not get old, and I really wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. But that's what EPs are. Um, mm-hmm. I had a brain fart. Sorry. See, like when I get into when I speak about Victoria Monet, and that's literally to anybody. Like I can literally go on and on about how such an amazing, like, presence she has, even the public eye. She just revealed that she's um with child and is expecting and is gonna pop any day now. Yeah, she hid it for a minute, and then she just came out over and was like, "Oh, I'm eight months pregnant." We're like, "What the fuck? You've been pregnant this whole time?" Like, right. Released the best um, uh, thing of her, of her life and had a baby the same year. Pop. Right. Amazing. Um, so when she decided that she was going to come out with the orchestral arrangement, I was like, huh? Because if you've heard Jaguar, um, how are we going to turn that into anything Christmassy? Uh, but she did. She used five songs from Jaguar, Moment, Big Boss, Dive, uh, We Might Be Falling in Love, Slash Jaguar, and uh, touch me into this whole question arrangement. The arrangement pretty much like is a, a nice blend of Christmas melodies and the backgrounds like you'll hear like the violins playing certain songs like moment, especially like the dun, 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 like that, like put into it. I was- actually decorating right, my right, tree right. playing this so i was like okay short oh, wow. ep 11 minutes and like while decorating my tree i was like oh you know this sounds really holiday ish but in between you can hear certain songs like you heard dive you know which is probably one of my favorites on here and even we might be falling in love which is an interlude but it's a little bit extended um in that song but either way it was amazing um <clears throat> it featured uh, Demiley, Tim Subby, Maurice <laughs> Pirahan had heard. Really big last name. Peter Lee Johnson um, and Kyla Meskovic. Sorry if I just mispronounced it. Um, as Go ahead, Miss Meskovic. As some of the 
um, orchestra arrangements and people that were part of this project. It's amazing. I love it. Of course, I'm biased. I love Vatera Monet, but I really thoroughly enjoyed this. You guys should check it out as well. Um, it's a good 11 minutes. And if you know the songs from the album, or sure. if you don't, it's still a good blend to play um, yeah. for a quick little listen. Yeah, that was a great eleven minutes. I completely agree. It, it, it like it, it made the her it made her project more grand. It took mm-hmm. on uh, Christmas itself just brings on like a grandiose presentation. Mm-hmm. And so if you can put that on your project and, and it just really forced you to listen to the intricacies of the the harmonies and the melodies and the instruments of each song, it was mm-hmm. it's all um, instrumental. Yeah, that was great. Perfect. This week for my second album, I had the fourth studio album by Tori Kelly, A Tori Kelly Christmas. So there were there were many times, as usual, when I was listening to this uh, to Tori Kelly, especially during this album, when I just found myself blurting out, "Sing, white woman, sing!" Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Silent. It just was. It just happened. Silent Night, the first song, uh, is a great example of this. The contrast of her highest note. At 3:53, followed mm. by her lowest note at 3:56, makes it just that's what makes her a beast. Okay. Uh, her lower register on that record is amazing, and it, just because we can know she can go just as high. Um, the one thing, and it that thing will wake you up. Okay. And similar, similar to Mariah, she covered the classics her way but then also had some originals on the project. So I loved her song, The 25th, just called 25th. Uh, that's, it was a really, you could hear her imprint on it. And the Elf interlude, it was all harmonies, but it was, it, it was, it was short, but it was perfect for the project. It was they're, they're really, really Christmassy and creative. But just the way that she, she just, but the way that she just went there, Sylvie, and added the 90s style version of the sister act to joyful joyful to the end of her joy to the world love that was everything she was just like you know what let's just do it let's just do it and it worked and that's and we love it definitely see her as like being somebody who was cast in that movie one of them you know Mm -hmm. wayward kids who could one of them wayward kids who could actually Mm -hmm. really sing no you can't see that (laughs) i'm saying like i'm saying when they when they do the um they're about to do sister act three you could see her being in it i could see her in sister act three I would appreciate. I would like the, appreciate like the shy girl who's come out nowhere with the with the vocals at the end. With the yeah. vocals, I I would appreciate. Come and join the chorus. <laughs> nah, I don't want to see that. Don't recreate Lauren. Don't recreate Lauren. And that's Lauren. exactly that's exactly what went through my head right when you said that. Don't recreate Lauren. I was like, what? With do something. The morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not want to see that. Do something completely different. But like, if you're gonna do. I don't want them, don't try to recreate what's already been done, but if they're going to go for people who they need, who can actually sing, who they also need to act, I would, I would, I would, I'd support that. Okay. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was everything. This week for our honorable mentions, we had a Motown holiday EP by various artists, Christmas with you by Corey Henry, Cider and Hennessy by Jordan Sparks, Comfort and Joy by Tanache. The Christmas Album by Leslie Odom Jr. And lastly, Home for the Holidays by Laverne, Six Lack, and Summer Walker. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, 
for. Music news. What's going on this week, Khalil? Well, well, this year once again, I'm I'm not shocked and I'm not surprised because she just has a good heart and she don't have to do it. But Beyonce once again has come through with a Christmas uh, this time with a Christmas miracle. You know, for somebody, uh, her 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 foundation, her and her her foundation, be good has decided to donate $500,000 to families facing eviction after the moratorium at the, after the moratorium ends on evictions the day after Christmas on December 26th. Mm. Which is like, what country are we living in? Which is si- side note, park the car. What? What country are we living in? American government where y'all make people tell people that they can't go to work which is okay but then you also don't cover their costs of living you can't cover their rent you know nope. what i'm not Land i'm not i'm free, please, the brave. believe me i am not advocating for people to go back and go to work it's let's stay home i've always been a fan of stay home and stay safe but i also know that we have the the funds to make sure that we can pay people what they need to stay home and not be evicted on the street because they can't work figure it out america figure it out that's nuts um however this is where people this is where citizenship this is this is where citizenship and humanity and and, and that's in that kind of that thing really does touch uh, I, I i get touched by that kind of thing that even when i'm watching christmas movies any movie when i see something where like somebody don't know somebody or something like that but they reach out to try to just you know the, to try to understand or offer some kind of understanding or love to somebody i think that that's kind of the, one of the most human things we could do right and i think that's really dope that's that's what christmas is all about um and that's what i was going to say earlier about you know you were talking about that statement christmas is for the kids mm-hmm. it's something i thought about for a while like yes christmas is for the kids like it's something yes they get excited for it but sometimes the kids even they think that it's they misdirect the reasoning for it and they think uh, it's about me. I'm getting gifts and all like that this year. And we all thought that until we grew up. But it's not just for the kids. Christmas is really number one. <laughs> it's the story of Jesus Christ and his birth. So you got it. People don't even acknowledge that sometimes, which is just odd. Like no matter if you're religious or not, like the joint is called Christ. It's called Christmas. But regardless, it's about giving. It's not about receiving. It's about. Uh. uh it's not just for the kids. It's about thinking about the people that you love and what you can do if you're in the the position to buy them something or to, and if not, what you can do to do something for them. Right. What you can do to just do something for them, to show them that you love them, that you appreciate them, that, you know, hey, I saw that. I'm not going to give you, and I think the best gifts are even, not even the ones that you want. I think the best gifts are the ones where somebody shows them and gives you something that you need that like they just saw and they were like, hey, I know he hasn't said nothing about this or she hasn't said nothing about this. But I thought about this person and I think that this is something that could really benefit this person and something that they're trying to do. I think that just that opportunity to show that thoughtfulness towards somebody else, whether it's a gift or whatever, that is what Christmas is about. And I think that, you know. That's what I hope that people really hold on to. Well, when it comes to <clears throat> Beyonce and the Be Good Foundation, um, <clears throat> excuse me, once again, I'm glad that she is using her platform and her position to help out. Um, it's unfortunate, like you said, of what's happening to a lot of families in our country. Um, mm-hmm. And I really hope that a lot of people are available to fill out this application and get the grants and to not, you know, end up homeless because of the failures that our country has put us through or is putting us through currently. The online application process begins on January 7, 2021 and 100 recipients will be selected to receive grants that will be dispersed in late January, 2021 round two will open on uh, will open in, in February. So I guess we'll have like a black history month version. hopefully, And everybody will have to send their necessary documents through the NAACP. She's like NAACP screen it. Like what a way to to extra to really emphasize like I want the the company I'm hiring to screen this is the NAACP. I I respect that. 
In other news over the weekend, um, as my eyes were in the Twitter streets, I saw that the rapper Cupcake released a record um, called How to Rob Remix. Within this record, she did kind of like a playful diss track, nothing too crazy. She did speak about a lot of rappers, male and female, um, but also had tweeted that it was just jokes or it's just rap. Not just jokes, it's just rap, you know, and you respond with rap. I looked at it as his a female artist trying to wake up other female artists to, you know, make diss tracks and things like that and just, you know, make it a little bit spicy for the hip-hop game at the moment. One of the rappers that she uh, fired, that she had dissed in her record was uh, Sukiyana. For those of you who don't know who Sukiyana is, yes, that is her name. It's actually Sukiyana, but hey. So for those of you who don't know who she is, she's a social media um, person, and she was also featured on VH1 Love and Hip Hop. She's a rapper, um, was once, I believe, like a dancer or something, but her fame is mainly um, just being a social media person. Um, and also, she's a rapper. She has a few mixtapes out. Anyway, she responded to uh, Cupcake's remix. She fired back um, with a song called Rob Who question mark um rob who bitch actually and it like the cover was like a a, a picture an older picture of cupcake alongside the character from the movie uh freak what's the kids movie damn baby's kids there we go um (laughs) right uh so they did uh distracts back and forth A, a few twitter twitter uh tweets had gone back and forth as well. Sukiana has spoke about her mom and about her mom being dead and Cupcake's like, my mom's pretty much alive. Um, but Cupcake also spoke on her kids and calling her kids bastards. It was a whole bunch of just back and forth things. I am here for the playfulness in rap um, with women. But I know that with women, it can get really catty quickly. Um, so I just want to know when y'all going to come out with, like, a Ladies' Night remix. Like, when are y'all going to come out, like, come together and come out with a track, like, for the ladies? Like, how Meg and Cardi came together with WAP and how much buzz that surrounded with WAP. Like, how about we get a whole bunch of female rappers, that, a whole bunch of women who are, who are rappers and, and, and who are dominating now come out with something together in a collective, you know, something to, to, that unifies us. Um, and the diss track, the diss tracks are cool back and forth, but let's come together after that and just like do something. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, like, I feel like when it comes to women and, and rappers, like they, men can do diss tracks back and forth and they can get violent or whatever. And they'll have more buzz when women do it. It's like, Oh, cattiness. Oh, it just automatically goes towards negativity. And I wanted to go like to positivity again. Like I want us to all unite and come out with something bomb. Like, I want it to be something playful. Like, I don't know. And and y'all are rappers who are out and about nowadays. Y'all can all link up. I don't want to hear no, oh, it's quarantine. And people are, no, y'all are, it's not. It's not to y'all. <laughs> You're a celebrity. You can get out and get in touch with other <laughs> rappers and really come out with something bomb and something good, like, for us to listen to. Like, the cattiness is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's funny. You know, every once in a while, it wakes things up. And it is on, only rap, so you shouldn't really take it personally. But at the same time, I really do want some more from us. It's also, others, yeah, I agree. and it's also, I think, reactionary, too. Like, sometimes somebody does something to you, or somebody's perceived to have done something to you, and so you put it in a song, and then it's a diss track. And so I think it's a fine line of, like, okay, well, was that artist just being truthful and living in their truth and talking about what's going on around them? Are they not supposed to talk about that if that's affecting them? And it's like, yeah, you should. Uh, but I think you have to be conscious of what the effect of it can have, whether you, whether that's fair or not, you know, how other people are going to interpret what you say. But I do think with the platform, you got to be a little conscious of it. you got to be conscious of it. And... It just leads to we'll never see the Kim Foxy verses, and that sucks because it just leads to more 
division, you know, years and mm-hmm. years of, of something small just get, you know, or, or who knows what it was. It was, could have been big. That could have been worked out. But but it's just years and years compound. And it's just it'll, it'll probably never happen. And it's like that could be an opportunity for for for. And I'm just talking about Cameron Foxy. Now I'm talking about, you know, that could be opportunity for the for the culture. That could be opportunity for for you as artists to really come together and make a change and take the, and take it in a new direction. Um, and so I think they just result in missed opportunities. So, you know, I hope we don't go back there. Ooh. On the way, listeners, what are some ways that you gave back during this holiday season? Tweet us it on the way weekly and let us know. We're gonna go. And we'll be right back. Working all night and now I need a hit. Call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Popping, popping on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been going all day and now I need a hit. We're back and it's time to get into the blackness. Don't touch my head. It's just me against the world. Who taught you to hate your family? The blackness. Keep the game on. Here we talk about the world, i.e. black political and social issues as we see them through our point of view. What's going on this week, Khalil? <laughs> So this week, uh, actually, right as we, as soon as we posted our show last week, um, it started. It was on loop. It was on loop. New York City healthcare worker Sandra Lindsay, Sandra Lindsay, uh, African American, uh, was the first person to take the corona to take the twenty twenty to take the coronavirus vaccine, the COVID nineteen vaccine. And when they took it, when she took it, it was on loop around here. I don't know about around the rest of the country, but around here, her as the first American to take it was on loop. And I think the fact that she was black was very specific that it was on loop. And since then, I've seen them make a a habit of showing a lot of black people, making a lot of black people take it. And I just wanted to say, you know, I'm not telling anybody else what to do or what not to do. Um, I definitely understand our reasoning for not wanting to take this vaccine. Uh, all I'm saying is it's here now. And I know our community is really skeptical. I'm going to take it. I decided I'm going to take it. But like I've been saying, my motto for 2021 is y'all first. Okay. So I'm going to let all y'all go first. I'm going to let the first, second, third round go first and then take it. The only thing that worries me and really does encourage me to want to take it is because white people are also taking it. So they're not just trying it out on black people. However, the real test is going to be what happens five, seven years from now. We're all going to take it and be these little guinea pigs. Five years from now, if we're walking down the street and start just, you know, you know, just Mm-mm. convulsing and whatnot, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> all I'm saying is... Uh, I, I understand us not wanting to take it, but the reason that I'm open and I'm open to take it is because there are certain people who can't take the vaccine. Right. There are people who who are immune, who have allergies, who can't take it, who uh, who will break out, who will just have horrible side effects. People who who are re- recovering from cancer, from chemotherapy, mm-hmm. who are immunocompromised, who can't take it, and if you're opting not to take a vaccine or if i feel like if i'm opting not to take something um that could potentially kill somebody else because i'm skeptical about myself i think that i just try to think about that's what i mean about you know christmas and all like that i think it's a time of year to just really be you're empathetic where everybody's empathetic for their fellow human during this time but i just think you know if we could if we could really just master putting that feeling into our everyday life i think that we'd be i think we'd be a lot further along and i think just the little changes everybody could do that just you know don't forget about yourself but just think about somebody that you don't know who's who's but who's just like you you know i don't i don't know you know what i'm trying to say um sure 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't really agree 100. percent But I'm not. I'm not telling nobody what not to do. Right. So that's the reason that I eventually am going to take it. Um, I think that I will not. Um, it's gonna come down to maybe somebody holding me down, and government saying like, "You're one of the last 50. You have to." <laughs> I'm over it like, no, no, no. And I'm watching y'all turn into fucking Animorphs. Then, you right. You remember the show Animorphs? <laughs> the books and the show. I don't, but, like, I don't, that's the thing, bro. I'm not saying nothing like that couldn't happen either. That might happen. I'm saying right now, I'm saying I'm going to take it. That's why I said y'all go first. A couple months from now, I might feel differently if people start growing legs. Right. Um, the ears. And it's going to start with a whole bunch of people in the medical field. Um, but yeah, I, I have my own opinion about that. If it comes down to being mandatory, like you can't go anywhere unless you are vaccinated and have proof of vaccination, then that, um, if until that day comes, cause I know what's going to come, but until that day yeah. comes, I'm going to just be vax free. Um, That's the thing. We did and the I'm not on... gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna just fall into this the habit of, you know what, let me just take it and get it out the way and see what happens. Yeah. Because the way that my nerves, my anxiety is set up, I'm gonna be worrying about this damn, my, like, you know, every two seconds right. if, I, if I'm breathing, no like, what, am I breathing? No matter what happens, right? <gasps> am I, right. Ooh, what's gonna, you know, so. Yeah, I hear you. Cut it. I All right, so that. this week I wanted to discuss what Christmas wishes. We had um, for each other, for the world, um, and I'll go first. Said, yeah, I think I said mine actually already. You kind of did. You yeah. kind of did. Um, so I want for this Christmas or this holiday season, my wish, um, like I, if I had to magically zap something into existence, I would want um, anyone who is homeless or out in the streets um, in any cl- cold climate to be in shelter. Yeah. Um, homelessness oh. and the way that we, at our government and a lot of states have found outdoor dining, made it possible for outdoor dining in colder months. But yet we have this huge homeless problem just like sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. it's real just like, it's fucked to me. Um, so I wish that for all the homeless people we're out in the streets. Um, we're just really trying to get by, whether they're dealing with anything mental um, or mm. physical or anything that happened in their life to mm. get shelter and to be warm this holiday season that they're not outside. Uh, when it snowed last week, I was thinking about like, damn, like I hope people, I hope everybody's in like, in, I can't imagine myself being outside in a snowstorm and just being there to freeze. So I hope mm. for that. Um, I also hope uh, anyone who is unwell, this holiday season, whether they're battling COVID or anything of that nature, to I wish for them for, for health for them and positivity. Um, I, it's like every week I hear about somebody who's passed away from COVID, whether I know them personally or not. So it's a lot, um, and it can it's a lot to deal with. We we lost a lot of people this year, and I get it. Every year you lose people, but I feel like we lost a lot of people, and it was like really like you know put on a billboard. This person died. That person died. You know. Definitely. Um, and I'm talking about celebrities or personal people. Um, and also, I just wish that, uh, wish for the 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 gift of humanity for everyone, and love because I feel like a lot of times we miss that. You know, we look down on others, and it's really like you, it, it, especially if you have a certain amount of wealth, you know, in your bank account. Um, we look down on others in their situations and things like that. And I really want to remind everybody that we're all human. <laughs> okay. Um, whether you have $9 billion and I have nine, like we are still the same skeleton <laughs> in the inside. As fortunate as you are, you could be in a moment right. just as misfortunate as the as the next person. Exactly. Exactly. And we shouldn't let it take that to realize that we're all in the same boat. We are all in the same boat. Um, so that's mainly my Christmas wishes for this this season, this year. Um, just for shelter for anyone who doesn't have any. Um, for love and humanity right. for those. Because I think 
with that, you lose compassion for others. You lose anything. Um, and for just anybody to get well. Um, for a lot, this holiday season, we lost a lot of people. And I know it's hard not only being quarantined from others this holiday season, but also not spending the holidays with, you know, certain loved ones who you lost this year due to COVID. So I just pray for strength for everyone who's going through that um, at the moment. And I just really hope that things do change for us as a country, as society, as a whole. You know, we can't tell what's going to happen tomorrow, but let's just hope that, just hope for the best, that it's not going to be anything like this year because what the fuck. <laughs> I guess that's why this only happened every 100 years. They said that this ha- last time this happened was 100 years ago. People what do you mean, like a pandemic? People, yeah, and if I imagine if if the public sentiment was anything like it is now, this, this something like this could only happen every one hundred years. If it, had, it this could not be every one year, every ten years, every five, every twenty, thirty, four. Like this is a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the way, listeners, what what are your Christmas wishes for this year? Tweet us at on the way weekly. We're gonna go. And we'll be right back. I don't need nobody else. Oh, you got me on the way. Yearning for your loving, baby. I need that every day. Cause you know this ain't made for for nobody but you. You. You don't need nobody else. Is you trying to see me later? Sending pictures from my phone and flooding up your day to face. Cause I don't be waiting for. It's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at On The Way Weekly every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says. I did my best and God did the rest. This quote is by Hattie McDaniel. Um, I took this as pretty much doing what you can physically and what you thought was possibly like enough. You know, Um, I did my best when I do my best when it comes to something, a goal I want to accomplish, putting my all into it. But at the end of the day, I am not 100 percent certain that it's going to work. I can speak it into existence that it's going to work, that my plans are going to execute. Um, I can manifest that, but I do not have the final say and control. Uh, God to look at me doing every little thing correctly and then be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's ex- mm-hmm, Yo, that's exactly mm-hmm. where I'm going. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, it's not going to work uh-huh. this time, baby. Right. It's not. Right. And, but this is going to teach you to never give up. Right. And that same process can happen several times to the point where you even question yourself and your faith. Like, damn, like, why me? Why is this? Like, why are you why are you making this so difficult for me? Why are you putting me through so many hurricanes, thunderstorms um, um, and and, and tornadoes just Mm -hmm. so I can see the rainbow? Mm -hmm. Because I'm doing all things correctly. You know, I'm planting my seeds. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we don't have we don't have to say. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How you know I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. This completely reminded me of like the saying that God God laughs at your plans. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you know you you can plan and do all this and set up to do all this and try to take control of your your life and your destiny and say I'm gonna make sure my life goes in this direction. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Like nobody, you should do those things. I've learned, though, however, my experience is if you I have to now make sure that I consult with God first just to make sure before I just start making all these decisions and deciding I'm going to do all this. If I really believe God has the answers, why I'm going to run around here with my head cut off like a chicken trying to figure it out and be wrong and all that just instead of just asking. However, uh, even when you do ask, I think that you're supposed to you're supposed to do that work. Like it, the thing is, you but you're also he laughs at your plans, but you're not supposed to just sit around and just wait for things to happen to you either. 
Right. Exactly. Because uh, then you'd be, you know, that's not the way to do. I just think before you act, you just have to consult. Be like, yo, what you, uh, should I do this, God? And then have the and then and the next step is then having the patience enough to wait for the answer and not rush it. That's the harder part, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, um, but once you do all that work, once you do what you're supposed to do, you think that is halfway. You didn't even meet God. I don't even think you met God halfway. I think that he met you more than halfway. I think that you, I don't, I think that, I don't think that we put in half as much of the work that God will put in um, to make you, <laughs> to take you that way. But you just have to show that you're ready and that you're prepared to, to, to do it. And then he'll do the rest. Amen. I completely agree with that. Me as well. Word. Well. If you're looking for me this Christmas, you can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter at K-A-H-L-I-L-X-D-A-N-I-E-L and on the Facebook at Facebook.com slash KXD Music. You can also find all of my music streaming on Tidal, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. You can also find... You can also find my my original music and lyrics and compositions streaming right now at cthnyc.org uh, at in the show A Christmas Carol in Harlem um, we also have a promote we also have a video we cut an at home music video of the song I'm so glad that we finally get a chance there's finally a chance for everybody to hear the song thanks for everybody who reposted and showed so much love on the way out um, yeah God bless you and I hope that everybody watches and you enjoy it and you have a great Christmas with your family. You can, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Sylvie Jones, S-Y-L-V-E-E-J-O-N-E-S. Um, my fit advice for you this holiday season is remember to find joy, laughter, um, and happiness in the midst of anything you're going through whether you're having a great christmas or whether you're missing your family for christmas because um we're not having large gatherings you're not supposed to but you know if you're following those orders and you're not having large gatherings you're just having a zoom christmas find some joy um within that i've seen a bunch of people say that this christmas doesn't feel like christmas whichever that feeling is i hope that you get that or that you at least find some sort of happiness, you know, in the midst of this whole panoramic. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week for our top 10 albums of the year episode before we get into 2021. Bye, y'all. Peace. I just want you here with me